Welcome back to another episode of That Guy and This Guy. The podcast. The podcast. That's a little weird without him here today, huh? I know, right? All right, so uh, as you guys probably see, Glenn isn't here with us today. My man is recovering from some deep, deep illness. Yeah. Um, he, so, tried, he tried one of the stunts that we suggested and didn't go so well. So, yeah. Yeah. So, um, you know, prayers for Glenn. Um, prayers that his wife makes it out of prison, okay? Um, you weren't supposed to tell him that part. Oh. He should be back next Friday, though. <laughs> he gonna be mad. <laughs> he gonna be real mad. But he can't say nothing. He ain't here. Right. He's not. But guess what? The What's show it? must go on. Must go on. So with that being said, tell the people where they can find us at. Hey, they can find us on all social media under that guy and this guy. And on X. I got that forever. And that's that guy and this guy ain't. <laughs> that's what we do today, right? Yeah, that's exactly what we do. episode that uh we don't talk about often oh snap you, you know what i got on my mind tell them band stories oh <laughs> <laughs> that's that's redacted information man let's give them some of it though like some some of the not so bad stuff so i need so for for clarification i think we mentioned this a while back um, that there's like this time frame in our life where we got into some pretty crazy crap. Like, and I wouldn't say crazy, but we did some stupid teenage crap, right? It's neither here nor there. No one really cares. Right, right. But we don't really tell much of those stories. And I think we should tell a few of them today. Okay. About 5% of them are actually. PG thirteen, yeah, and the rest are. <laughs> you remember the kids on the bike? <laughs> that was all your fault. That was all your fault. I don't know why you let us. Hey, uh, no, y'all, y'all talk me into it. No, uh, uh, legend has it they still there <laughs> to this day. To this day. All right, so back in oh eight oh seven, yoking was this whole thing where you. Swing the car from left to right on the road, you know, and, and you do that, right? Mm-hmm. And and the point of it was to scare people. Like, it was kind of like chicken. <laughs> yeah, but wait, vehicles and dangerous things. Right. So we riding in the van, and these kids do not want to move out the middle of the street. And we riding. And they probably 12, somewhere around there. Do not want to move out the middle of the street, even though they see us coming. It's the four-way street, by the way. I just want you to understand. So we had, like, the cross. We're going to make the turn. We start going. <laughs> These kids look at us like we ain't in the car. And we look at them. <laughs> and we yoke and yoke back. And we did it so good that these kids fell off their bike and just stared at us. So it was saying right there, 
they they crashed the bike. It was real bad. And they was just tangled up in these bikes, and we just drove off like nothing ever happened. Hey. Technically, it didn't happen. We don't know. And we don't know who was driving, so we ain't going to incriminate nobody. Nope. But so we just happened to see this incident on that particular day, hey. and it was it was the funniest thing I ever seen in my life. Hey, I bet <laughs> you they moved when cars came out the road that now. They probably never walked back on that street. Probably not. Never. Probably not. Uh, you remember the van door? The van door was like one of the most scariest moments, but stupidest moments ever to exist. Mm. Because yeah. not only did we become mechanics that day, <laughs> <laughs> but still, <laughs> choices were made. <laughs> so uh-huh. I'm, I'm going to tell the beginning and I'm going to let you tell the rest. Cause I wasn't there for the first part of the incident, but from what I was told, is that we were you guys are up there at the basketball court like usual, normal day, and somebody had a bright idea to drive the van onto the blacktop. Yeah. And you know yeah. it's two benches right there. Yep. And it's like okay. And these benches are like bolted down, so they ain't coming up for nothing. These are the same benches that were there to this day when we were younger and now we are older and the same benches are still same there. Same one. Same exactly. And they still in the same condition. It don't make no sense. So the van is getting driven up the sidewalk. But you have to drive between the two benches because you can't drive around the side. And there's no other way to get in unless you go over the hill and through the grass. So it's driving up through the benches. Somebody got the bright idea to open the van door in between the passing of the benches. Now, I will say this. <laughs> I will say this. In their defense, we had both of the van doors open. They was just dumb enough to see that their van door wasn't going to clear it, and they didn't say nothing. Just let it happen. And so now the door gets ripped completely off the van. Completely. It's on the blacktop. And it's like the sliding doors on the van. So, like, this ain't no new age van where you click it from the house and you push the button. And no. the door to slide back. No. This one was, you pull it and... Yeah. Yeah. That mug was heavy. It ripped all the way off. Fell straight off. Just bloop. Like it was never bolted on. So now, everybody having a panic attack. Because this car don't belong to us. And with that being said, we take the car back and begin to become mechanics. Trying to put it back on. Oh, it was even better. So... So what we left out, because you, you, you got called when we got back there, right? Right. So this door, so first off, when the door hit the bench, like it didn't immediately pop off. The car stopped. Oh, my God. It, and got, it got hemmed up. It stopped, and the driver hit the gas. And that's what you just heard. And then all of us are sitting in the van now, and we're like, oh, shit, the whole door just came off. So, so now we gotta drive back home with the door not on. So we we spent fifteen minutes at the park trying to put the damn door back on, and we couldn't get it on. We couldn't, so we took the whole door and just threw it in the back of the van. Yep, and rode home doorless. Oh. Mind you, nobody ever paid to get the door van fixed. Nobody never fixed it with money. 
be legitimately just like hog tied the door back onto the hinges and they're never really gonna open. No, so 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 here's what happened. So I think after we got back and uh, we parked at the church right next to his house, mm-hmm. right? Because his mama couldn't see us at the church, but we were still close enough and they had like lights so we could see what we were doing. And then all of a sudden, here you come walking up the street, you and David. And y'all looking at us like, what are y'all doing? And we're like, hey, the van door popped off. We got to get it back home. Or his mama going to be pissed. And now we became a couple because it's something I wasn't even there for. So there's five of us. There's six of us, really, right? But one of us was sitting there crying. So I know, this door's so heavy, man. This door's so heavy. So he sent his ass in. He's like, oh, look, you're crying. I got some water. He was gone for 15 minutes. For what? For what? For what? For what? For what? He's struggling. Four of us holding the door. One of us with a screwdriver trying to pop the hinges back in, right? So that it's back on track. We're struggling. And then finally, he come back with water. Big cup of water. We grab it. And what took you so long? <laughs> he said, oh, I was thirsty, so I had a few cups of water. Oh, man, every single one of us is ready to whip this ass right then and there. You're the reason that this door is, well, you partially the reason. You had this door open and didn't say the door stuck, a stop, slow down, back up, none of that. And now you ain't helping. And all. you took favor with this yeah. water. That's the part that's crazy. They took like, I bet you took like five cups of water because ain't no way he was just sitting in there. I think he sat his ass down. I think he sat down. And he was sitting there chilling while we was out there trying to struggle. Because, I mean, at this point, we 16, 17. Like, we thought we was losing all privileges. Moms was going to whoop, not whoop his ass because, you know, it was older. But still, we was, about to, we was about to lose everything. I wasn't trying to be part of that conversation for when, how did the door get off and why was I there? Right. So after about two hours of mess with this door, we finally got it on track, or at least what we thought was on track. We went to close this door. It left about this much space open. <laughs> and we were like, hey, I don't think it's going to get no better. And he goes, I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to tell my mama that there's a rock stuck in, on the track, and that's why it won't close. And I said, you think she's going to believe that? He goes, I don't know, but I can't think of nothing else. And the next day, came to pick me up from school. In the morning, and I was like, "Oh, it worked." She was like, "Michael, I don't know how how a rock got stuck in there, but I might have to take it to the dealership so they could fix it." And I'm just like, "Ooh, oh, you you believe that? Okay, okay. I don't know how we got away with it. Don't know at all. But guess who wasn't riding in the van that much after that? This I, guy. I was. I was. We still took that van everywhere. We rode that van." Well, well. Matter of fact, why we had these little kid covers wrapped around the door? They was kid covers. Now that I think about it, them was little kid covers. They was. They was like five year old covers. Why did we have them? Remember, y'all remember them Barney covers? <laughs> the <laughs> melodic covers. That's what we had wrapped around the door. And I couldn't tell you where we got it from. Hey, because wasn't no cold <laughs> air penetrating those covers. <laughs> that mug was wrapped around there securely. It was really holding the door. We was getting in this mug trusting that the door wasn't just going to fly off on the highway. <laughs> the person who sat in that seat by that broken door was risking their life every single day. Seatbelt. You had to have your seatbelt on. Because if not, that could be you on the highway. Was you there uh, <laughs> Was you there the night that somebody uh, shot the window up? No, I was not. I was sleeping somewhere peacefully. I won't. 
Friday at night. They pull up to a stop sign. And my window shatters. I'm, like, I'm the driver. I'm always, I'm, oh, damn, I'm about just. <laughs> wow, you didn't have to say none of that. Nobody asked you for that information. He said it. I was designated driver that night, right? So I'm sitting there, pull up to the stop sign. The window shatters. And I'm like, I'm froze at that point because I'm like, what the hell just happened? And they look at me and they go, you good? And I'm like, yeah, I'm good. And then it clicked to us all that somebody just shot this window out. And so Crazy. the first thought we had was like, drive off. But then the second thought we had was we ain't hear no actual gunshot. So what's going on? Come to find out. Somebody shot it out with a BB gun. So safe to say, when we was younger, it was not cool for you to let us drive your cars because we were getting destroyed. Not my mama's. That's the one car we protected. Because <laughs> my mama. I wasn't about to be part Ooh. of that. Yeah, no. No, if we got in my mama's car, we was safe. But, uh, yeah, they shot the window out, so we hopped out the car. We literally hopped out in the middle of the street, car running, and we saw, the, we saw a light go off on top of a house. And we was like, it was that motherfucker. We went and beat on that door at almost 1 o'clock in the morning. Parents come downstairs, what are you doing? And we're like, your son just shot our window out with a BB gun. Like, we knew it was him. We knew it. And then the son is is in the, at the top of the stairs, like I I didn't I didn't I didn't do it I didn't do it. Oh man, they threatened to call police, all of that, and we just like, ah, oh, come on, man. Oh, they didn't they didn't accept fault for that. No, they just they just said they kid didn't do it. They said they kid didn't do it. They called the police. We got out of there, and uh, then we had to explain <laughs> this. And mind you, this was after the door came off. So now there's a broken door. And a shattered window. Like, that van went through some stuff with us. I really did. It's crazy because before that, we wasn't even mobile. We was riding in, like, a, a green like Corolla. Um, so, I mean, we used, to, we used to walk everywhere. We used to walk everywhere. Yeah. It was one person fought for us walking everywhere. Damien. Everywhere. It, it's 3 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> My man would physically wake up out of his sleep. Roll over and say, hey, I'm going home. <laughs> I want to get some snacks in the blacks in the gas station. Y'all want to walk? You woke up for one black <laughs> and some candy and the juice. Hey, but here's the crazy part. Then we grab a basketball. And so now it's three in the morning and we walk into the gas station. We stop by the basketball court. We'll shoot basketball, play a little bit, then go finish. Like, who does this? Yeah. Us. But here's the funny part. Out of all the basketball games we ever played in those situations, somebody always got hit in the nuts with a basketball. I don't know who. Enlighten us. You don't know? Uh-uh. Oh, that's crazy. So it's actually two people now that I think about it. Uh-huh. So the, per- the person who told us to get up Get on the excursion in the first place is always getting hit in the nuts with a basketball. Mm. It don't matter where he was on the court. He could have been at the three point line. Mm. He was in the, in the van. He's he like, shot. how the hell I get hit with the <laughs> behind the basketball goal? Nut shot Damn. at the free throw line. Nut shot just standing there. It was like a magnet. I don't know what it was. I'm surprised he was able to have kids. 
Do you remember when you got hit in the nuts? Mm-mm. Nope. Yeah, you kind of you did caught a few of them over the years. <laughs> so <laughs> to 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 see where you are now, you lucky, my man. Hey, I can't see at night. That's what I don't think y'all understood. I can't see at night. Every, every time the ball hits you, your vision got worse. These motherfuckers would throw the ball full speed <laughs> with no lights on out there and expect me to catch it. It was just not happening. No. The one time we went and the lights was not on at all, or no street lights or no nothing, the whole court was dark, and we threw the ball. I swear a demon caught the ball or something because there's no way it took that long to get to you. Like, we threw it. We heard the sound. It was like, <laughs> and I was like, why you ain't catch the ball? We literally all stopped moving and said, where's the ball? <laughs> and out of the darkness, the ball slapped right upside the head. I'm like, yo, we done. It's time to go now. I got hit in the head so many times. Glasses flew off. Bloop. Now y'all see what's wrong with me. That's that. If, if, that's, if y'all ever wonder why my thinking is the way that it is, it's because of those one o'clock in the morning basketball games where they threw that ball full speed. I just didn't see it. Nah, we just made bad decisions. Playing basketball in the wintertime when the court was froze, probably not the best decision. But it's still better than decisions being made today. It's debatable. Like, that's that's harmless fun, though. We had a bas- basketball court playing basketball. The worst thing they could do is, like, cops come by and be like, y'all shouldn't be out, go home. Right? It's yeah. a whole lot more stuff happening. Yeah, but we, we all know that wasn't going to happen where we was. Nah. No. Cops is only gonna show up for one or two reasons. No, no, no. We had we had a few cops situations. That yeah. didn't go well because one of us like to talk a lot of stuff, and they don't know when to shut up. But but you remember that you remember that time we was at the court, right? And I mean, everybody was chilling, everybody playing basketball, people sitting at the bench, like it was good vibes all the way around. 100%. And that cop rode on by. Real slow, and everybody like just laughing, playing, ha ha, whatever. Nobody paying attention to him. Motherfucker, stop. Roll down his window. What did you say? We all look at him like, what? He was like, yeah, that's what I thought. You're all a bunch of pussies. You ain't gonna say it again to my face. And we just like, what the hell are you talking about? Like, we over here. Playing basketball, we like legit, nobody even paying attention. We legitimately could have whooped his ass and took his car. We, I mean, <laughs> it was a, it was. I guarantee you, it was more of us there than bullets in his gun. <laughs> took the car, took it for a spear. But we all looking at him like, what, what the hell did we? And I'm, I'm telling, it wasn't nobody eighteen at that court at that time. And we all just looking at him like, maybe, all right, maybe eighteen, maybe nineteen at the most, but like. It was wild. It was wild. It was wild. I don't even want to get into some of the the cop stories. No, we're not going to do that. Except there is one that blends the van story and the cop story. (laughs) And it's probably the most nervous I've ever been with the cop, right? We was, once again, leaving leaving Johnson County. (laughs) And we coming down Metcalf where it turns into 635. Right. And I know where the cops sit at every night. So I'm doing 55. We ride by. Next thing I know, his lights kick on. And I'm like, what the hell, man? And then next thing I know, it clicks in my head. They in the back smoking right now. 
they are hot as hell in this van, hot boxing it. And I don't smoke, right? We know that, right? So I'm just like, oh, shit. We all under 18. They smoking. And this cop's about to pull us up. But we on the highway. So we roll all the windows down. It's like 30 degrees outside. We get all of those windows down. And we air that car out all the way out. And I probably, I go a little bit further than I'm supposed to. It was taking time to get behind me. So I act like I didn't know if he was coming after me or not. By the time I pulled over, windows are down. We let him air out. He's coming up and I say, y'all don't say shit. <laughs> so they all sit in the car. That's what the most sensible person says. Shut up. You don't 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 nobody say that I have one dumb person in the back that always says stupid shit. Don't you speak at all. Go to sleep. <laughs> and so they all sit in the back. Passengers sitting there and I say, oh. You can either act stupid at the shuttle. And he, he stopped by and said, come, 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 he goes, flash light in the car, and he goes, I just, I want you to go pull a job because we're going to have a So we're good. And he was like, oh, and then he goes, like, getting all this stuff. Then he goes to the front of the car, taps the headlight with his flashlight. Then he comes back and goes, oh, it must be a little bit of a pop back on. So okay. But I can't tell you how nervous I was. So I'm like, he goes, no, we need to take this out of jail. Oh, yeah, yeah, I'm going down for the pokey. All of it. And I guess he didn't, either didn't lean in enough, or he didn't care enough, and he let us go. And I was just like, whew, whew. I don't know if the headlight was truly out. But the rest of the ride home, I said, y'all better not like nothing up. <laughs> y'all, y'all better sit here and do, y'all going to be as sober as I am right now. The rest of this ride home. I don't know what Nope. Nope. Matter of fact, we, I didn't even stay at his house that night. I, went, I, I took my ass home. <laughs> I dropped the van off and walked home. Yeah. Nah, we're not doing that. That man got a lot of memories in it. Oh, yeah. A lot of stuff that happened in there. Mm. A lot of stuff. Mm. Yeah. These are only the PG stories, y'all. <laughs> These are you PG-13. <laughs> this ain't none of that. This is just PG. Because uh, that van, man, been through more than most people. The whole area, the van, the house, the room. Hey, you remember <laughs> You remember when his mama clowned, clowned his friend in the old car <laughs> in the tour? So let me tell y'all something. If it came down to a competition where we had to roast people in order to get money, we would be billionaires. Yeah. Yeah. Especially, especially in high school. So it was one particular time we happened to get in the car and we had all the guys with us. Yeah. What was four or five of us? It was five of us. We was rolling deep. So we had the driver, the homie's mom, then we had who he was sitting in the front. It's his mom, his car, their car. It was me, you, then one more person in between us. This person was blocking the mirror. His mama drove off and proceeded to say, I look at my mom in the and I see a bunch of Young brush your teeth. <laughs> and then. When we was leaving out the driveway of the school. And remember the car scraped the ground. Oh, my God. You got to tell that one. That was, that was the and big she, homie cares. She straight up was like. <laughs> so we, we was leaving out. The, she picked us up from school. So there was like this little hill that goes to the ground. And the back of the car. Scrape the bottom of the ground. And this wasn't no little scrape. It was like, it was like, <laughs> yeah. And she, 
She straight up said, my car ain't never scraped the back of the, gr- <laughs> the ground until Kevin big self get in here. And she started laughing. The, the, that's what made it so savage. It's when the moms laugh. She laughed. And, and I mean, he was he was in high school. Well what can you say? Like, it was like having six of us in the back with just yeah. him already. <laughs> she clowned his ass all the way home. The sad part about it, we weren't even going nowhere. We was like five minutes from the crib. <laughs> Like the- <laughs> it was consistent. <laughs> like it was so bad, we were rolling, and we was just like, "How, how you let the homie mama clown you all the way home?" And he couldn't say nothing. He Mom- couldn't. Mama's was wilding out back in high school anyway. Because yeah. ironically, his mama is where I got the saying from. And hey, you can eat a bag of baby dicks. <laughs> he was on the phone one day. <laughs> this is outside <laughs> the van stories. We was riding in the car. And we was going to the store, and she was so upset. We was eating some Cheerios in the back. I don't know why. We was eating out this bowl. And she was telling us what was going on. She was like, people are just so mean. They're so rude and so nasty. And then somebody called her back. And she did not like what he said on the phone. <laughs> and she said, well, you know what, motherfucker? You could eat a bag of baby dicks. And when she said that, I lost my cool. <laughs> I lost my cool. <laughs> I'm still laughing. I'm still laughing way too hard. And then she got a car full of kids laughing. And so she started laughing. She was so mad that she had to laugh. And I was like, yo, mama. And you just said, he can eat a bag of baby dicks. Not regular dicks. Baby dicks. Hey, I can't tell you how long we used that curse out on people. Yeah, high school time. Hey, shut up. Job, you can eat a bag of baby dicks. <laughs> you like you can't say that in front of a high school team, right? And then not expect us to go back and start telling people in school to eat a bag of baby dicks. <laughs> like, why do you got a bag of baby dicks in the first place? Like, why? Right. <laughs> like, what it? of all things? Where do you get that from? <laughs> and they're not one, but plural. It's multiple. So you just eating these. Like, I, I never heard that before in my life. Nah. I never heard it. We was riding in the Ford Bronco, too. Damn. And it had no air, and the doors didn't lock. I don't know why we was risking our lives with all these vehicles. Damn. It was all bad. All right. I think think that's probably as far as we could go with these van stories. After that, I was trying to think of some more, but each one involved something that, yeah, I was not there for. You weren't either. No. Nope. No. I mean, you remember the quick trip incident? I don't even know what you're talking about. Allegedly, there may or may not have been somebody. Somebody. <laughs> somebody. While everybody was inside quick trip buying snacks and everything, was able to get 12 cases of soda from outside of quick trip <laughs> and put them in the van. and. No one knew until we got back to the residence we were at. And they said, hey, look in the back. And we like, how the hell did we get 12 cases of soda back here? Magic. Mm. Magic. Mm. It was it was magic. I it don't was know. a two-hand magic. I don't know what sparked that, that, that tree. I don't, I don't know. I don't. I don't know. I don't. I don't know, but I know but what ain't nobody do it better than what, that. I know no, what no. ended the spree. <laughs> I do too. 
when you get caught twice in one night. <laughs> that was bad. Yeah. We had one person get caught twice in one night. And everybody was like, yeah, dog, this ain't it for you. Might as well hang them cleats up, my boy. You're not running it. You're not running fast enough. This ain't it for you. You heard of a green thumb. <laughs> yeah, I'm dead. All right. I got some questions for you. Let's What's uh up? let's test your morality. Oh, uh, you know I ain't got none, so let's see, let's see, let's see. So you in the car with the squad, right? It's five of y'all. Me, you, Glenn, David. Who else we got? Throw somebody else out there. Jesus. <laughs> Me, you, Glenn, David, and Jesus, right? We in, the, we in the car. We riding. Come over a hill. When we hit the top, and we, we probably doing 40, right? Right. Come over it and realize there's a barricade. We ain't got enough time to stop, right? It's only on our side of the street. So we can move over to the other side of the street and go around and be good. But at that same time, there's a family, mom, dad, and two kids crossing the street. And they happen to be right on the side of the street that you need to cross on. So, do you save you and the squad and hit that family with your car and keep it pushing? Or do you run into the barricade and save that family? They dead, bro. Gang activities. Bros before hoes. No. Gang, gang. Every, no. All, all of them. We you, get 20, we're getting 20,000 points. You ever play that Simpsons no. game? That's what's happening. You ain't got That's no morality? Good. Nope. Nope. We not stopping. We don't stop with the train. Don't keep pushing. You should have been looking. You saw the barricade. We saw the barricade. We decided to do something about it. <laughs> Bruh. But nope. you got a chance of surviving. You got They did, too. They airbags. <laughs> you got... They could have waited. We're not living through that. 40 you got miles, 40 miles, 40 miles an hour uphill on the barricade. We're going to hit the barricade and then go back down the hill. Nobody not dying like that. Gang so activity. You rather, you rather them just be walking. It's such a beautiful day, and they're crossing the street yep. after they look left and right and then see no cars coming, and now they're crossing the street, yep. and over the hill comes this guy doing 40. Yep. And just to their whole family. Yep. They, they'll make it. They'll make it. Damn. Damn, that's savage. That is savage. We're with the boys. You can't let the game go outside like that. What I'm, you doing? So you just going to stop the car? You just gonna, I'm, I'm hitting that barricade. You're going to hit the barricade? Yeah. Then what? Now we, gotta, now we got to live paralyzed because of you. Hey, we living though. <laughs> All of us are yeah, living. Yeah, like Stephen Hawking. Everybody I, is living. I, I, nice to meet you. Hello. But look, everybody's living. I don't want to live. I can't like take the life of a mother, father, and kids. They ain't got to die. They just got hurt. I can't hit them with a car. You wasn't driving. Who was driving? You just asked me what I was doing, which insinuates that I'm the one driving. <laughs> You're not driving in my scenario. If I'm driving, I'm hitting a barricade. We got a better chance of surviving. I'm around me. We, we ain't got no seatbelts on right now, we just fly out. You don't wear seatbelts? I wear seatbelts. We, we got, got seatbelts on because I always wear my seatbelts. So, all right, so two out of five of us are still alive then. How do I 
stuff. He still killed people. Say just goodbye. not the family. Did you kill people you know? To what <laughs> we have. Ain't no way. No. No. I'm not. Look, I'm not. I can't. I can't do it. You're going to break a family chain regardless. <laughs> Might as well do somebody you don't know. Hey, I'm sorry. Hey, don't question, be in the road. <laughs> question. Can you be a gangster and wear a seatbelt? <laughs> no. Who kind of gangster is safe? Hold on. <laughs> As I was <laughs> saying, don't let me catch y'all on this block no more. Hey, let's go do this drive-by. Hey, everybody buckle up. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm going to turn on my blinker when I go through. We got we to gotta maintain 50 because there's kids out here. Yeah. Yeah, and they got some speed bumps, so we got to make sure we don't hit them too hard. Man, it's my mama car. It's a school zone. We gotta do. <laughs> we gotta do twenty. Dang, man. <laughs> you gonna shoot up the house <laughs> and then go down the street at forty miles an hour? Uh, all right. One more for you. This one's uh, am I the asshole? Okay. It's a, it's a little long. I got I got your patience, but I think it's a good one, right? Am I the asshole for going on a pre-planned and paid-for vacation after my boyfriend's father passed away? Let's get into it. My boyfriend, 30-year-old male, and I, a 28 female, have been dating for four years and have been living together for the last year and a half. Our lease is up at the end of this month, and we were hoping to have purchased a house by now, but that didn't happen, so we decided we were going to renew the lease. The week before Thanksgiving, my boyfriend, dad, unexpectedly passed away. My boyfriend immediately flew out to be with his mom and siblings. He ended up staying there for Thanksgiving instead of coming home, which I completely understand. Due to the holiday and scheduling conflicts with other relatives, the funeral wasn't scheduled until the Friday after I had a pre-planned, pre-paid-for trip, girls' trip, to Mexico. When he told me the date of the funeral, I reminded him that I would be gone out of the country. He asked if there was any way I could reschedule the trip or get a refund, and I told him that I would look into it. But the trip was booked through a group rate, and it was 100% non-refundable. None of my friends wanted to go through the hassle of rescheduling, which sucks, but I get it. I saved a lot of money to take this trip. I really needed the escape, and if I cancel, I don't get any money back. So I explained it all to him. And he asked me what I was going to do. I apologized, told him that I think I'm going to go on a trip because I don't want to throw money away for nothing. All of this was over the phone because he was still in, in uh, out of town with his family. He told me he'd talk, we'd talk more when he got back. When he came home, we talked more about it. I apologized so many times when, he was, when I was explaining why I was still going on a trip. He seemed to understand. We were going to sign the papers to renew our lease, but then he changed his mind. When I asked him why, he said he's not, he's not doing it anymore. He said that he came back to figure some things out with work, and then he's flying back for the funeral, and we'll be staying with his mom while they figure some things out. I asked him why he didn't talk to me about this first, and he said that he's talking to me about it right now. And he said his mom needs help, so he's going to stay with her. I asked him, what am I supposed to do about a placement 
live, and he told me to figure it out with my friends on our vacation. I said, that's putting me in a bad situation, and that he seemed fine with me going on a trip and missing the funeral. He said he wasn't going to beg me to cancel my trip, and that I made that decision on hit my own, so he's making this decision for himself. So, am I the asshole for going on my trip and not going to the funeral? I know that was a lot. It was a lot. We're going to keep it pushing, just like I would if I hit that family with the star. So, Damn. I'm going to say no. She's not. She's not? Why? Yeah. She she said what it was. She let him know she can't get this bread back. And from, from her understanding, he was just leaving it up in the air and was saying it's cool. And she was like, okay. So she thought that it was good to keep doing what she was doing. And come to find out, the last minute, he just had a change of heart or he was feeling that way potentially for the beginning. But he didn't say nothing. So how was she supposed to know? I don't feel like it was wrong for her to ask that question. It was her money. It is your boyfriend, so you should go because that's his parent. Y'all been together. Y'all living together. But on the same token, y'all should be fully capable of communicating your feelings and saying what's what. So when she asked you, that was your chance to upright tell her, I don't think that's cool. I want you to say that maybe she would have canceled. But since you didn't tell her that, she was like, okay, well, you understand where I'm at what's going on and I understand where you are and then you turn around and hit her with the no lease thing it's felt like tip for tat cause then you can't call her an asshole and then you turn around and do that because she's literally homeless now and I, I, I think that was his way of ending the relationship definitely I, I do think She's an asshole. Um, I mean, this was a four-year relationship, right? Yeah. So not only is that his parents, but she had some type of relationship with him. Because you can't tell me they haven't met or spent holidays or did something over that four years. <coughs> his dad passed, and I feel like anytime somebody loses a parent, that that's a different level of hurt, right? And they need that support, especially from their spouse. And for her to be like, you know, I don't want to lose this, you know, 1200 bucks. Oh, so you're saying that 1200 bucks is more important than you being for me here right now. Like, I, I get it. I get it. you're losing money. I get you've been looking forward to this vacation. I get all of that. But if I need you right now, there's there should be no amount of money that's more important than you being right here with me. Um, she didn't offer that up. I feel like that, like that in itself, is very assholeish. If it was a cousin, if it was a a friend, childhood friend or something, maybe then I'd be like, you know, yeah, okay, like I get it, that's fine. But this was her, his dad, and I feel like that's just a different level. That's a different level because now he has to watch his mom hurt. He can't do much about it. He can't turn around and, like, he doesn't want to show that emotion to his mom or talk to his mom about that stuff because that's his mom. He's there to support her. 
And then he has his girlfriend who's just like, oh, yeah, I know you're going through this really difficult time. But I'm going on to Mexico because I already paid for this. And I'm not going to be there for you at the funeral when you probably need me the most. So, yeah, I mean, I don't that I would end a relationship for that. I would. If I lost a parent and they were not there for me, and I mean, not even just physically, but like she had the ability to be there. I'm sure if if she was like, I'm coming there, he would fly her out. He'd pay for her to come out with him. He'd find a way for her to be there. She made no effort to really be there with him. I understand all that. That's not to say what he did wasn't assholeish, because he's he's on that list too. Man, I understand all that, but I I'm still saying I don't think that uh, she's she's an a hole because she communicated that. Because if she, but, it'd be different if she just did it on her own accord, but she asked him. I could, and I could see if it was a normal situation, and she asked him. If they were just like she just randomly came out and was like, "Hey, I'm going on a girls' trip with the girls. Do you have a problem with it?" And he didn't say nothing, and then he got mad later. But the last thing on his mind is a girls' trip with the girls or a, a trip to Mexico. Yeah, and for her to bring it to him at that time. That would piss me off, and I probably wouldn't say nothing either. I'd probably be like, do what you're going to do. But she was just probably asking because she was conflicted. Like, I know and I'm I, supposed to be here, but, like, I, I, think, I made these arrangements with somebody else, and this unexpectedly happened, and I want to be here for you, but, like, let me let me see what's up. Like, if we really going to do this and do that, all right, cool, I'll let it go. But if you just going to be like, like uh, See, I think that's just a common sense thing. Like, after four years, no, you be there. This takes top priority, right? Now, if she said, oh, honey, I'm so sorry. I'm going to cancel my trip. I'm going to come down there. And then he was like, oh, no, you need to go ahead and take that trip. It's already paid for all of this. That'd be different. Like, then she could go guilt-free, right? But she asked him, and it's just like, why are you asking me if I like you're asking me if I care that you go on this trip or that I don't care what you do at this point because the only thing I really cared about is you being here for me. I get it. I hundred percent understand. I don't know because I, I I imagine if anything happened to anybody in your wife's family, right? It does not matter what you got going on. You there, right? Same. Anything happened to anybody in my wife, I'm there. So if anything happened to anybody in your family and she wasn't there because she had a trip planned ahead of time, would you be pissed? If she talked to me about it, no. Hmm. Man, you're a different kind of you're a different kind of human because I'd be pissed. I am different. I thought we established this. Yeah, I'd be I'd be pissed all the way out. Well, <clears throat> can't be mad at everybody for everything. Life happens. No, I'm not mad at everybody for everything. I just think my expectations for my spouse are higher than my expectations for other people, especially when it comes to uh, supporting me. Like the support I get from other people means doesn't mean nearly as much as the support I would get from my spouse, right? So when there's a lack of support, which is what she provided, 
that's what stands out even more. And especially in a situation where you lost a key figure in your life. I I think she's an asshole for still going on that trip. He could have made it up to her later. He could have been like, hey, I know you missed your trip. How about me and you go down here to Mexico and I, I take you on this trip and you get your well-deserved. And, you know, it gives me time, too, to relax from everything that's going on. Like, there's a bunch of different ways they could have handled it. She just, she dropped the ball. We don't say that saying around here. <laughs> that's that's one of my ongoing sayings now. She dropped the ball. And I think he, in turn, uh, Draymond greened it. Not Draymond Green. Leave that man alone. <laughs> This man is a savage. I know. I know. Hold on. We got. We can't have that conversation without some expletives. So we we gonna talk about Draymond and the aftercast because that's coming up next. If y'all have not subscribed for the aftercast, y'all probably should go ahead and subscribe. It's only ninety nine cent a month. You got ninety nine problems. And the podcast not one, and it should be. Right. And after every podcast episode, we record an aftercast. Uncut, raw, we don't filter, we don't bleep nothing out. It's for you guys who pay. And yep. with that. I say every cuss word, knowing the man. Yeah. He has a curse word for every letter in the alphabet. Y'all should listen to that. Uh, but it's only on the aftercast. Aftercast. Sign up. Join us on that aftercast. You get an episode, so at least two episodes a week now, with our main episode in the aftercast. It's worth it. I promise you. 99 cents a month? That's easy. You're not even going to see that. Easy. Never. You? So with that, you want to let them know where they can find us at again? You can find us on all social media platforms. And that guy, this guy, eight on X. Wakanda forever. Wakanda forever. Bombay. No, I'm just kidding. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> and on but, that note, ladies and gentlemen, this has been another episode of That Guy and This Guy. Minus that guy, Glenn. Good night.